0: This
1: is The Drive with Josh Graham podcast. Tune into The Drive 3 until 6 p.m. weekdays on the Sports Hub. I love it.
2: It's brilliant.
3: There's an argument we've been having here behind the scenes, which we'll get to in a second. But we must get to the latest on Kawhi Watch. 2019. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Kawhi still hasn't decided where he's going to be playing next year, but he apparently just landed in Toronto, presumably to meet with the Raptors. And there's currently a Canadian television hel- uh, helicopter I'm looking at on a screen here, following his car on a highway like it's the OJ Bronco. What do, you do baby? Yeah, yo, what do you already know. <laughs> How many of those do you have? Do you just want to clean out the Kawhi sound while it's still officially Kawhi Watch 2019?
0: Uh. <laughs> uh-huh.
4: <laughs>
3: I, I, I support this fully. Here are the two things we know about Kawhi today. The Lakers are the best option for him, and we also know nothing about Kawhi Leonard. Those are the two things. I want him to stay in Toronto. I think that will produce the most interesting results for the NBA and make things more wide open in the league since MJ left the first time in 1993. However, the national media, you can tell, they're just salivating. They are rooting for him to join the Lakers. That's why you see the leaked reports two nights ago. Oh, he is, a a signing is imminent. It's right after the Lakers met with Kawhi. So here's what clearly happened on Monday. Magic Johnson is a part of the meeting with Kawhi. There isn't much coming out on the Lakers end, but Magic Johnson's probably telling reporters, oh, we got him. Oh, he's, he's ours. This is going to happen. <laughs> then that stuff leaks Monday night. But the national media just simply don't want him to go to Toronto because they don't want to go to Toronto. They'd rather they have to cover the Lakers anyway, whether they're good or bad, They're the one team in the NBA that's going to get covered extensively no matter how good or bad they are. They're the one team in the league that works that way. So if you have to cover them anyway, they might as well be good. And would you rather be in Los Angeles or Toronto? So I get it. I get the national media wanting him to go to the Lakers, but. The thing that bothers me that we still continue to do with this guy. Talking heads. Saying what he should do. everybody saying what Kawhi would never do. And what they expect from him considering what they know. Which is nothing. That's kind of the point. Time and time again, this guy has burned us. He won a a finals MVP. Quieter guy on the most successful NBA franchise in the last two decades, the San Antonio Spurs, and he had an injury. He never returned from it. He wasn't on the bench during the playoff run. He forced his, uh, his way out to get on the Raptors in the first place. And throughout that process, until the very end, I saw the same talking head saying, oh, Kawhi's not the kind of guy to do that. We don't know anything about Kawhi except that he bought a house in San Antonio that his mom lived in and that he played Django with. Jenga, not Django. Time and time again, and loves Wingstop.
4: Uh-huh. <laughs>
3: I was waiting for that. And apparently he loves couponing and old cars. Maybe he likes apples, Apple time, Apple time. Slicing them with the, with the with the knife and fork. Mm-hmm. That That's all hearsay. We don't know that for sure. But the board man's going to get paid eventually. We just don't know by who. I expect him to sign with the Lakers. We're not going to be back until Monday. We're off for the fourth. I'm going to the beach. More on that in a second. I expect Kawhi in the next few days to sign with Los Angeles because of a few things. One, Uncertainty with the Raptors. Not in the near term. If he chooses the Raptors, they're going to be one of the three best teams in the NBA next year. Mark Gasol's locked back in. Danny Green seems to be waiting to see if Kawhi's going to go back to Toronto. Kyle Lowry's still in place. Pascal Siakam's probably going to take another step. At worst, he'll be just as good as he was when he was dominating a few games in the finals. It's a good team in Toronto. Fred Van VanVleet, the list goes on a team that just won the finals. But long-term, Marcus Gasol's getting up there. So is Kyle Lowry. So is Danny Green. It wouldn't be a long-term deal. And if Kawhi's looking just to be secure for three or four years, the Lakers are the best option. How fitting would it be at the end of the decade that started with player empowerment and LeBron James choosing his path to Miami in a way we've never seen an athlete do before in the NBA, doing so on TV, and really being a trailblazer for the end of the decade to have a player join LeBron in player empowerment and to create the best big three we've seen in the do, last baby. decade. Yeah, yo, you know? that. That's how that meeting went. If you want to know what Kawhi was saying when he saw LeBron in the room, it was this. And also, for those who say... If Kawhi goes to the Lakers, he's going to be reviled the way that Kevin Durant was when he left to go to Golden State from Oklahoma City. I'd say to you, unlike KD at that time, Kawhi doesn't have to prove a damn thing to anybody. Kawhi Leonard has won finals MVPs for multiple teams. He brought a team that's never been to the finals to the finals and beat Golden State with that KD guy for 12 minutes in it. Kawhi Leonard doesn't have to prove anything. He's got his rings. He did it on his own. That makes this different. He's not joining the team that beat him. He's joining another team that didn't make the playoffs after winning the title. So it's a completely different circumstance. It would be a fascinating turn of events if he plays for the Los Angeles Lakers. But the 4th of July is tomorrow. There are a lot of things happening around here. We're feeling patriotic because the U.S. women's national team is off to the Women's World Cup final. That will be Sunday. Jessica Luther will join us to talk about that in just a little while. Investigative reporter, sports author. all She's going to make this show a lot smarter in just a little bit. But speaking of patriotism and the 4th of July... Here's the argument me and Dez have been having behind the scenes, and you're welcome to chime in on this. We just put a poll out on Twitter at Sports Hub Triad, at Josh Graham Radio, and the phone lines open at 336-777-1600. I'm going to Myrtle Beach as soon as this show ends today. However, I'm going there to meet with family and to hang out with them. My preference isn't to hang out on the beach during the 4th, I'd rather be at the pool. Do you prefer the pool or the beach? Let's just say on the 4th of July, I'm a pool person, Dez is a beach person.
0: Yeah, I'm not a pool guy at all, but to preface that, I'm not I, I can't swim and I have, actually have like this deep-seated fear of deep water, so pools frighten me to death.
3: But there's a lot more deep water in the ocean than a pool and there's a shallow end in most pools true
0: but i'm standing on land when i'm looking at the ocean there's something about the ocean for me it's like a reset button like seeing something that's that large that you don't see every day it kind of puts you in perspective for where you are in life so i like to get down to the beach at least once a year but pool stuff does nothing for me because i can't do anything that you would normally do in a pool and it causes me to almost freak out <laughs> so
3: early returns of the poll 60 percent people say beach over pool at sports hub triad if you care to vote on that poll at josh graham radio too i'm interested to open the phones up to this specific topic better place to be on the 4th of july 4th uh, uh pool or beach three three six seven 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 one six hundred. here's why i'm all about the pool it's more controlled the water is cleaner most times You don't have to worry about fish or sharks. Mm. It's more convenient. You can walk to most pools. You don't have to drive to a place. And it's usually a lot more crowded, which leads to my next point. It's more relaxing being at the pool, I find, because it's less crowded. Also, it requires no cleanup afterwards. You don't have to really clean up after the fact in the way you do with the beach and the sand. And you don't have to leave when it gets dark. The beach isn't much fun when it's dark compared to the pool, which has lights around it. It, The lights just turn on. I like going to pools over beaches the same way I like going to minor league games in baseball more than major league baseball. Now, I'm an Orioles fan, so if it's the Orioles, that's completely different. But let's just say I'm going to two unaffiliated with me, minor league teams playing each other and two major league teams going against each other that aren't the Baltimore Orioles, I would choose the minor league game because, once again, more convenient. It's cheaper. It's not a full to-do. When I go to Dodger Stadium or I go to Petco Park, even Camden Yards, when I go there, it's a full day affair. It's it's a full day just trying to get in there and out there. It takes a lot of commitment. Meanwhile, if I go to the Winston-Salem Dash game, man, I could show up at 7, 7 7.05, just walk up in there. I can leave a little bit early if I want to. It's not a full to-do. It's cheaper. It's less of an experience, but less of a to-do. And when you're trying to relax, if that is your end goal, I want the less of the to do, and I'd be willing to sacrifice some in experience.
0: See, I'm the total opposite because for me, I think it's a matter of thinking about where, where it is you're going. You don't plan for for weeks to go to the pool. You plan for weeks to go to the beach. Like it's a it's a it's a destination. The pool isn't a destination. The pool is the pool is a matter of convenience. And you kind of laid that out that it's more convenient for you to go to the pool than it is to go to the beach because you won't get as dirty, and there's lights, and you go at night, and all these other things. But the beach is special because you don't go all the time. Like, the beach you go, if you're lucky, a couple times a year I don't go to
3: the pool all the time either.
0: But you could. You could go to the pool. if the
3: end goal is to relax, I don't want to make a bunch of plans just to go somewhere and relax.
0: I want the ultimate relaxation. If that requires planning, then so be it. So long as I get the end result, which was, you know, being at the beach. And then you get all the stuff you don't get at the pool. The sounds of the ocean, you know, the, the feel of the sand in your feet. Seashells, you know what I mean? Like, you can't get any of that at the pool. It's an ex- more of an experience. Yes, Aaron.
2: The beach is overrated.
0: Oh, I, mean, get I out agree. Here. Get out of here. 100%. It's
3: not,
2: it's not relaxed at all. Ooh. It's hard to walk in the sand. You know what I mean? That's a challenge in itself, is walking on sand. It's hot. You know what I mean? There's other people that you don't know they're in close proximity. And it may not be the best quality of people at the beach is just too much.
0: What's Thank you. The best quality of people. Yeah, yeah. Is only yeah. the good people go to the it. pool. <laughs> only, I said it. Only, Thank the you, qual- Aaron. only the most qualified go to the I, pool. I appreciate
3: you. <laughs> Up next, the norms the U.S. women's soccer team continues to shed. This is the drive.
4: Okay, here we go.
1: This is the Sports Hub at AM six hundred, AM nine twenty. Now back to the drive with Josh Graham.
3: Once a week we usually have an hour where we're sharing with Darren Vott from the David Glenn Show. Well, he's out doing USA baseball stuff, so we have some, we upgraded for this week. We brought in the voice of the Winston-Salem Dash, Joe Weil. Good to have you in here, Joe. Thanks for having me. Upgraded though? That's, That's really putting down Darren. We are putting down Darren. (laughs) He's not here, quite frankly, so it's easy to do that. Or at least he's not here for now. He is going to be on today's show. But we need a name for this next hour, and I'm going to start things off with bro with Joe. That's what we're doing. We're going to bro with Joe for the next hour. Des, your thoughts? I don't like that. Going to bro with Joe?
0: (laughs) That's what we're just just a couple
3: bros hanging out in here, just going to bro with Joe.
0: I I was gonna well I can't suggest what we've been using on the rundown was get to know Joe for this ah. segment but we've already been using that so you can't have it and Dez <laughs> and Dez
5: continues something that he does on the rundown and play and that's playing killer rejoins Yes. Like just perfect
3: beds and that that song that was just played is one of my favorite
5: not not the actually the original the remix
3: is the best Ooh. well this might be something I don't want to take away from your thunder but uh, one thing you might want to get to know about Joe is that he is. A Brooklyn Nets fan not like one of those guys who just bought a Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving jersey you go back to can you name an obscure net from the 2000s that Terry Kittles oh, okay oh my gosh you're approved Terry Kittles Mike, Mikey Moore that's I, the those are the nickelbacks Christich. the nickelbacks of the Nets that's what he. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he just named Carey with the Kiddles, Brooklyn Nets there. Kerry Kiddles was pretty good. Like, Todd back McCullough, in the we have oh, wow. woo!
5: Keith Van Horn. Woo! I, might well, I might as well just name that whole 2000s yeah, really, Nets really. Yeah. Stop it, you're running up the score. Now, wow. right.
0: I haven't thought about Keith Van Horn in like a decade. <laughs>
5: okay. He wore the high socks too. He, he had a really uncool look, but it's, he could hit some threes. There's they're something
3: awesome. I want to address with the Nets. The Nets, even though they got Kevin Durant and they have Kyrie Irving, they're never going to be the favorite. <laughs> but they're going to be a contender. I just want to set expectations here because every time in the immediacy of things, Anthony Davis chooses to be a Laker. Ah, the Lakers, they're the favorite to win it all now. KD, Kyrie, they join the Nets. Ah, oh my God, they're going to win one, two, three, four titles. It's all going to happen. You had to make this move if you're the Nets. Of course, no one's denying that. But let's look at this. Let's examine this. Kyrie Irving... He already showed us in Boston with better supporting cast. He can't be the best player on a championship team. He could be an accenting piece at a pretty damn good one, hit the most important shot of a game seven to win Cleveland, their only championship. But I don't think he could be the best player for a title team. Kevin Durant, I'd argue, even when he comes back, probably going to be slightly better than than Kyrie is. KD, he was a top five player. When he returns, he's probably not going to be that. But I expect them to be top fifteen. They're going to be a contender. But let's just pump the brakes a little bit on Brooklyn Nets championships being printed year to year. Why'd you have to do that to me? I mean, I've been <laughs> no, hearing it no, no. the last three. No, no, days. no, no, no. You're, you're absolutely right.
5: There, there are caveats with this. Obviously, with Katie not even supposed to be playing
3: next year, and DeAndre Hunter getting or DeAndre Jordan, getting DeAndre Jordan getting
5: forty million, yeah, for four years. That was obviously kind of clownish. Because he's not the same guy he was with the Clippers, and especially with with today's NBA, and and you know what you bring up with Kyrie is also fair. I mean, we saw with with the Celtics last year; he can't be that top guy. He is a little bit of a malcontent at times. It's happened now in two different places. That being said, it is amazing where the Nets are now compared to where they are three years ago. Brooklyn, Brooklyn, and. <laughs> It's amazing because I, I, I used to argue this with my friends, and I can't speak to the NHL, so maybe I'm missing a team in the NHL, but in 2016, going into that 2017 season, I would have argued that there was no worse team to root for in pro in the in the Big Four sports because there was no hope. We had no first-round picks at that time, and
3: they were going to be really, really bad. All of them belonged to the Boston Celtics. All of them,
5: them belonged to the Boston Celtics, and here they are now, not only with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and DeAndre Jordan. And Jay-Z. And Jay-Z still. But they have good pieces. They have young pieces. Spencer Didwitty, Joe Harris, Karis LeVert. They have these amazing players. I, I On Twitter, I did this a couple days ago. I, I equated it to, I don't know if you guys have seen Shawshank Redemption, but I, I equated yeah, it to I've heard of it. Andy Dufresne <laughs> crawling through that that tunnel mm-hmm. and getting out the other side clean, I would I would actually quote the actual quote there from Red, but Morgan Freeman, but it, there's a, there's an expletive in there, so I'm not going to do that. But it, I, I would have equated it to the same thing, considering how bad a situation they were in three years ago and where, where they are
3: now. Sean Marks is incredible. It's a good reminder. Movie lines with Joe Weil, we're still taking those. He's going to be on the call tomorrow, 4th of July baseball at the Dash. There's a lot of, we gave away some tickets to that game yesterday. We have more Dash tickets to give away here on the show. But he has movie lines. Movie lines that he works into the broadcast. And we have the best line as voted by the audience for a week. The best movie line Joe Weil incorporated into his play-by-play in the first half of the Dash season is this call right here. 2-1
5: Two one Fayetteville, top of the sixth inning, but Scout shot went way over that wall in right field. A solo blast to make it a two one ball game. Saying with the bat
4: to the pitcher JP France.
5: Ouchtown population, you bro.
3: It's excellent work. It really is, and I think it's a deserving champ for the first half of the season, channeling your inner Jason Bateman. Congratulations!
5: Thank you, I appreciate it. Oh, that was that was a fun one to get into. There, there's some when you guys give it to me, I, I go, all right, this is going to be a good one. I I remember the last last one we did, and I forget what the line is now, but I I got it in with two outs in the ninth inning. And I just I was just, I kind I broke. Let, let's hear what you did last let's time. See, let's let's see. be
3: reminded ourselves because I don't remember either. This is some of the work you did the last time we threw lines at you a few weeks ago.
5: Swung on a miss, counted one and one,
3: but of course the Heat won that NBA Finals
5: in 2013. Thanks to a man that starred in a great movie, he got game. Some famous lines from that movie, including one, I hate my name, what kind of name is Jesus anyway? A biblical name.
3: You cheated, you punted, that was the Denzel Washington (laughs) line. You cheated, Joe! Well, here's the thing. No context!
5: I I guess Sawyer was behind, maybe he was behind the board. I'm not sure who it was, but...
0: Yeah, it was Sawyer. It
5: was Sawyer, so... he didn't cut up the end part of it, which I think you guys would have really enjoyed because I I, I said that I turned to Connor and he he looking at me like that doesn't count. No. Does <laughs> so then I so then I go I. <laughs> I I just said over the air. I'm like Josh. That's the best I got. I'm sorry. That's the best uh, I, I so got. So sorry. Oh my God, Josh.
0: I'm so sorry. Please oh. forgive
5: me. I didn't Please know was, forgive me. I didn't know
0: that was there. Yeah, I'm the it was. To cut the I, stuff. Yeah. I,
5: I I just it, we, the game was in hand. I think the, the dash were ahead, and
3: I I had no other shot to get it in there. So he try- saw me later that night. It was the NSMA right weekend or a few nights later. He said, Josh, I'm just so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry I couldn't get it done for you. He was so disappointed and despondent. And ashamed that it went that way. But let's hear some of the work that he did that was pretty good the last time we had him on. So it goes from a bases loaded one out situation to a bases loaded two out situation. And
5: we're living in a different world than it was 30 seconds ago.
3: That was draft day. And Kevin Costner. I don't know why people remember that movie. It was a terrible movie. There was nothing good about it. It was science fiction. The Browns doing well in the draft. Come
5: on
0: now! i not in that bad. <laughs> Last couple of years, that much science fiction. Now it's the Cleveland Browns. Test. It, it can't be over is forty true.
5: percent on Rotten Tomatoes,
3: though. Browns, but, Browns are going to brown. Oh, let's do that. Let's let's guess. Okay, uh, Dez or intern Aaron, figure out real quickly what it was on uh, Rotten Tomatoes draft day. Let's guess around the room. Aaron, figure out what it is on on Rotten Tomatoes. We'll all guess very quickly, I'm and never, we'll see who's ugh. closest. See, here's the thing: your draft day, Kevin Costner.
0: Your opinion on movies is all over the place because you watch so many of them. So I don't know if your opinion on this movie is like the I don't want you the, to base the, it on my score. baseline, or if it's just like your opinion of it. You know what I mean? Right. I write that.
3: down what you think the score is. I'm going to write it down on a piece of paper right here.
0: I'm going to write mine down.
3: Right, go- right. Oh, you have it. Uh, you have it. You have a. I'm going go to go the new age me. way and type it. All right, he's going to type it down. Dez, let me know when you've. Written out your answer so you're not basing it off ours. All right. All right. Dez, what do you think? Do you have the result, by the way, Aaron? Okay. Dez, what do you think draft day got on Rotten Tomatoes? I wrote 60%. Joe, what did you write? I know I just gave 40 as a benchmark, but I'm going to go 33. I wrote 24. Wow. Aaron, what is it?
2: Do you want the tomato meter or the audience score?
3: Audience score.
2: Audience score sixty five percent. Wow! Yeah, what yeah, was yeah. The oh, tomato yeah. meter. Tomato meter fifty nine percent.
5: Wow! Dez,
3: okay, Dez, right. <laughs> knocking it out of the park.
5: I'm not giving Kevin
3: Costner enough credit. So it's like
0: it's got Kevin Costner in it, and it's an NFL movie. Like, how bad could it be? Do we have
3: another one of Joe Wiles' calls? Mm-hmm. We only yeah, have three that, from last week. That's so. all that we have. We only heard two so far. I thought.
0: We are. No, we heard three. Um. Oh, no, you're right. We only heard two. All right, let's hear it.
5: Now Carlos Perez, the dash catcher, coming out to talk to the right-hander. But McClure has not allowed a hit since the first. He's punching like a heavyweight boxer. Looking like the part on the mound. All that's missing is him just saying in a slurred accent, Yo, Adrian! <laughs>
3: It's a good setup. You should feel proud about uh, what what you did there. And we're taking a bunch of movie lines right now. We're getting them via Twitter, and we're getting them on email as well. Uh, We'll get to that when Darren joins us in a bit. Joe Weil on Twitter at Joe underscore Weil. One last thing on the Nets, though. I I I feel like with them, the the Nets, while I'm downplaying them being a title favorite, Right now, I think as long as this the rosters look the same, you're going to have the Lakers. The Bucks are probably going to be better teams than than what the Nets currently are. There are people who I think are going steps too far with Kevin Durant on what he won't be able to do when he comes back. Now, he is a 7-footer, and Achilles injuries, those used to be death sentences for players, especially big men. But Kevin Durant doesn't play like a big man. And the way that he plays, just shooting over people, he's still going to be that tall. He's still going to have that stroke. We saw how injured he was willing to play in a finals game and what he was able to do in a quarter of play. Now, he's not going to be a top 5 player, but I still think he's going to be an all NBA guy. I really do for a few more years. And the comp that I've
5: heard a lot is Dirk Nowitzki. I mean, he can play a little bit like Dirk. He's going to have to have more tricks up his sleeve I think in terms of shooting like Dirk did where he did, you know, he did the one-legged fadeaway, but this is Kevin Durant. I mean, this guy is an all-world player. I do think, you know, I, he, you're right, he won't be the same player, especially with an Achilles tear, considering how many miles he has on the odometer, but it's Kevin Durant. I mean, this guy's a two-time Finals MVP. He is an MVP just in the in the regular season. Top 15 player ever. Top 15 player ever. Who knows? Maybe when it's all said and done, he's going to be the scoring champ. Like, just a scoring leader all time. Who knows? But it's it, he's an incredible player, and... For the Nets to do what they did, considering the perception of that franchise for so long, being second fiddle to the Knicks in regards to what people care about, for them to get both Kyrie
3: and KD and for the Knicks to completely strike out on that is is remarkable. Joe Weil in studio. We're not going to be on the air tomorrow and Friday, but Joe is going to be. You're listening to WSGS Winston-Salem. WPCM Burlington, WMFR High Point, and WCOG Greensboro. All of those signals you're listening to, however and wherever you are, we appreciate that. We'll be back on Monday. Uh, This
1: is the Triad Sports Hub. We need to talk. 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 This is the Sports Hub at AM 600, AM 920. The lowest form of communication. Now back to The Drive with Josh Graham.
3: The voice of the Winston Salem dash Joe Weil, hanging out with us in studio. Tomorrow is the 4th of July. So that means we're going to be eating some burgers, going to be eating some hot dogs. In terms of toppings that you have on the hot dog or burger, what are you putting on it?
5: It can vary, but for burgers, traditionally I'll go I'll go pretty standard. I'll go I'll go cheese, American cheese. Our cheddar cheese, lettuce, tomato. I do do ketchup, but I love bacon on it. I'll do avocado. Whoa! If 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 there's a situation
3: where I can do it. Kobe, uh, Kobe White, what do you think about avocado?
5: Wow, on a, bro! On a burger, <laughs> it's good. Can't even let me oh, finish. you know what? Actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out um, small batch or burger batch, whatever they go by now. Yeah. Uh, they, Their morning burger is one of my favorite burgers I've ever That's had. That's
3: where I went to watch the U.S. soccer game on on Friday. So it's a soccer pub, too. So I'm, I'm well aware of the food and also the ice cream that they have there. Shout out from uh, downtown Winston-Salem. But in terms of hot dogs, what are you putting on the dog? dog? There's a reason I'm getting here because we have our top ten list. It's top ten cookout items. David Glenn and I, we are aligned in something. That people who only put ketchup on their hot dogs should be thrown in jail. Wow! Unless unless you, if if you're old enough to drive a car, you're old enough to put something more than the than ketchup on your hot dog.
5: You know, that's a funny thing. I, I, I I've always been amazed at how intense people are about ketchup on the hot dog. I I've gravitated away from it. I do like mustard. No, no, now. no,
3: not just. You're just saying just just that. ketchup. I put ketchup and mustard on my dog. It's what I do. Yeah. That's how I like it on my dog, but you're just saying just ketchup is just ketchup thrown in be jail. A crime. How many
5: years are we talking here?
3: If you're old enough to drive a car, DG says if you if you're older than six. No, you're but old I'm just saying how know. how long would the sentence be? Hmm, that's a good question. I think just like a simple misdemeanor. I don't <laughs> think it should be a felony. It's
0: like a <laughs> ticket instead of like being thrown in jail, possibly. What, yeah, it probably I don't know. should be a foul. Oh, no. Wait, hold on. I don't, I'm really confused that you're against people yeah, that it, have just ketchup on their hot dog, and then you follow it by saying that you eat your hot dogs with just ketchup and mustard, which is
2: pretty Oh, no, plain, no, no, no. You know? I didn't <laughs> say
3: just. I said, I put, that's my baseline. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. started with So, so Star what? what okay. right. So what? Josh
5: is doing. It's like the equivalent of jaywalking. Like it's technically <laughs> illegal, but it's not. I guess. I guess under his under his rules and guidelines, it it it, it You just look. You just look away from I it. I don't oh, know.
2: But, I had a friend growing up. He ate ketchup on his hot dogs exclusively, Turned out to jail? be a psychopath. <laughs> Just saying, <laughs> turned out to be a
0: lunatic. <laughs> the connection's there.
3: Okay, how, many, how <laughs> Do any of you guys have an idea where we're going here? Top ten cookout foods. I'm very confident about this top ten list. It might be one of the best ones I've ever done. I got a few names already. See, see
5: this guy over he's, here.
3: He's, he's, I, I mm. I've got a couple
5: in mind. I just to finish your question. I will do. I, I love doing some
3: form of ch- like cheese on the cheese on the dog and also chili. All right. Mm. This music is what accents this best. I think the reason why this is one of the more popular segments we have is because of the two things Des detests, and that is the music and also the wordplay.
0: It may also be that orgasmic release that every time we start this top ten Hey, hey can I
5: come sitting there with you guys?
0: Now? <laughs> oh Somebody no. give me a you, cigarette. You gotta, uh, you gotta sit in there and just face the music, Joe. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it is the law offices of Timothy D. Wellborn that Joe Weil and myself are sitting in. It is my top ten cookout foods in honor of the Fourth. Number ten, the number ten thing you should have at your cookout tomorrow. Chili Davis. Uh Oh, I forgot about the random sounds that play after each and every one of these. Chili Davis is an excellent food name. Former Yankee great, too. Number nine. My number nine cookout food. Cam Relish. What it do, baby? Yeah, you already know. (laughs) It's a Kawhi Leonard edition of this. (laughs) Maybe Cam Relish will be playing with Kawhi Leonard before it's all said and done. Who knows? Is that a rumor where he's going to the <laughs> to Atlanta, Atlanta Hawks? Hawks. I don't know. Is that like a stunt double that
0: they're following around right now in helicopter? It's a Kawhi twin. I'm not a big fan of Cam Relish.
3: <laughs> number eight. My number eight food item. Coleslaw Anthony.
0: Uh. <laughs> that was pretty top quality. That's top shelf right there.
3: Notice he said it's top shelf when, when I'm referencing the Carolina guy, but not the Duke guy. Number six didn't even notice that. Oh wait, number seven. My number seven cookout item: Bubba Franks. Aha ha! Aha. ha! I love all-time. that they're all quiet. <laughs> That's an all-time <laughs> food name, <laughs> Bubba Franks. I mean, what is a cookout on the Fourth of July without some Bubba Franks?
0: Bubba Franks.
3: God, he was great. <laughs> 2K video game. Green Bay Packers circa 2004. Rocking it. Number six. My number six cookout item. Chips Kelly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Was that Kwai too?
5: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Says the
0: Kwai scoff.
5: Is this, like, how many sound bites did he provide over the last year? We're going to find out. (laughs) Chips Kelly. What's your favorite kind of potato chip? Ooh. These, I mean, these don't count as potato chips,
3: but I love Cheetos. Does that count? Is that? I had the KFC Cheetos chicken sandwich earlier this week. It was the worst thing I've ever had. <laughs> it was awful. Like, I, I thought, but I, I was will go hot sauce a- aesthetically when it's like this, this hot, like this, this uh, uh, buffalo-looking sauce. But it's just cheese from the Cheetos, and it's. I was disappointed. I think you got to take it out of the sandwich. But what I would say is sour cream and cheddar chips from.
5: Ruffles.
4: Ah.
3: Number five! My number five cookout item. Justice Wingslow. That's quite a left turn. (laughs) From Kawhi.
0: Start running out. Start running out of Kawhi.
3: (laughs) So we go straight to Michael Jackson. Justice Wingslow. Hmm. Most underrated player from that 2015 team, Justice Wingslow. Tyus Jones. I think was the Final Four MVP, and Julia Okafora was the National Player of the Year. Justice Wingslow, out of the three, has been the best pro. He's still in Miami? Yes. Out of, out of the three, Justice Wingslow has been the best pro. We'll see if Grayson Allen can, can eventually be that in Utah. Now he's going to have great support around him. Nah, bro. Number four. My number four cookout food. Mia Hamburgers. What it do, baby? Yeah, yeah you already yeah, know. Back.
0: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Mia Hamburgers. I, I really don't know how you can have a cookout without Mia Hamburgers.
0: It's kind of required.
3: It really is. Gosh. I'm
0: really getting hungry. hungry right now. Yeah, yeah,
3: I'm so hungry right now. <laughs> Maybe this next thing is something you can utilize. Number three. Number three food item. Picnic Van Exel. <laughs> just you know, just let it wash over you for a second. Ha- have <laughs> yourself a picnic, Van Axel. I don't know exactly what that would look look like. There are people who only know who Nick Van Axel is or Picnic Van Axel because of his appearance in a Jay Z song. Like he got into a Jay Z song. Now the younger generation's like, oh yeah, yeah, I know that.
5: What what Jay Z song was he? It in? was uh, "Crazy in Love" with Beyonce. That's right. What got handles
3: like Van Axel?
5: That's right. Oh,
3: wow, handles <laughs> like Van Axel. Pick wow, Van Axel, bro.
5: That's pretty. That's
0: pretty
3: impressive. It is. That's a, that's what most people know now. They don't have memories of him actually playing. It's just, from a Jay Z rap lyric, pick Van Axel. Wow. Number two, <laughs> my number two food item: green bee cat. <laughs> I was disarmed by my own thing. Get it out of there. Green bean casserole fingers? <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> How long did it take for you to put that one together? Green bean casserole <laughs> fingers. I felt like you were sitting in your desk and when you thought of that one. It's visually funny yeah, too. You just like grin to yourself and just, just clap. Does at that your mean desk? there's
5: gonna
3: be like hair in the casserole? <laughs> the mustache. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It was either Green Bean Casserole Fingers or Danny Green Bean Casserole. (laughs) Number one. How can you get better than that? My number one cookout food item. Macaroni Brown. (laughs) Uh (laughs) (laughs) Running up the score.
2: (laughs) I just want to say that if you bring a green bean casserole to any cookout that I invite you to, you will be
0: leaving promptly. Nah,
3: that's what I grew up with. But this, this is another example of casserole. cultural divide. Green bean casserole. Between the glass. The, the caucasity we're, we're, of that answer. We are separated by glass, you and I. Aaron. Green
0: bean casserole.
2: But also
3: culturally,
0: too. But that casserole was cold, too. <laughs> ain't nothing worse than cold green bean green casserole. Bean,
3: yeah. Green bean casserole fingers. <laughs> Really get you. Uh, real quickly, let me just blow through a couple that didn't make the cut. Okay. Apple Felix PA. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Bacon.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: LeBrotwurst.
2: Mm-hmm. I went JJ Brott. JJ Brott. Uh-huh.
3: <laughs> Kawhi liked that one. Yeah, he liked that one a lot. What, el- what else you
2: got? Cantaloupe Alvarez. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Wait, cantaloupe <laughs> Canelo, cantaloupe
3: Oh, I get it, but like <laughs> I cantaloupe can't, I I can't I'd
5: cantaloupe than green bean casserole It's <laughs> like watching two wordplay scholars Debate the Do you have cantaloupe? cantaloupe Do you
3: have cantaloupe at your no, More I hate cantaloupe, but it's funny. <laughs> it is. <laughs> what else do you have written down? Is that it? Kobe Beef Bryant. Oh, see, that's good. Ah, what do do, baby? Yeah, yeah. Yo, do you already know. <laughs> uh, just let me know when your reservoir is empty. Jerry Dirty Rice.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Mike
2: Grilled Trout.
4: Gosh, you're, really, you're, doing,
2: you're
3: doing good on that. <laughs> Mike Grilled Trout. Joe, did you have anything of the sort? <laughs> I'm scared to ask what you have on your computer, because I doubt you thought we were going in this direction.
5: Tim grilled salmon. Whey! nice! Uh. You know, and there's a guy in the White Sox system. I was, I, was, I didn't think you'd get there, because he, he's not in the big leagues, but Jake Berger. I
3: remember Jake Berger. Yeah, Jake Berger. <laughs> How could I forget a name such as Jake Berger? Man.
0: Don't ask me. I don't have anything.
3: We got a throwback <laughs> Dodgers segment. We usually do it throwback Thursday baseball, but... And Sharon with Darren. But right now, we're just... It's it's bro and with Joe. We're just... You know, it's just bro with Joe. <laughs> wow, from the Winston-Salem Dash. Doesn't have the same ring as no, Sharon not- with Darren. But Darren, he wanted to call into the show. He has Wayback Wednesday Dodgers that he wants to contribute our way. A lot of other things for us to get to. We're going into the Wayback Machine with a bite-sized version of Sharon with Darren.
1: Next on this is the sports hub at AM600 AM920. Now back to the drive with Josh Graham.
3: Carolina Hurricanes insider and reporter for The Athletic, Sarah Siviam, will join us in a little over 10 minutes. Aaron has stepped into the studio from the control room. He has been tasked with putting together some poems, a preview for the Women's World Cup final. The United States will be facing off against, well, we don't really know yet because... In added time, or make it extra time, the Netherlands is facing Sweden in the other semifinal. So what did Aaron do? He wrote another poem about both the Dutch and the Swedes. (laughs) So we have double the poems for this preview. Meanwhile, we still have the polls open, asking the question, where is a better place to spend the 4th of July? The pool... Or the beach. After this show ends, I'm going to be driving straight to Myrtle Beach and diving headfirst into a pool full of liquor. It's going to happen. <laughs> I'm all about pools. I'm hanging out with family. It's going to be great. But the poll right now has 62% of you guys saying the beach over the pool, Three three six 1600 We'll dive back into that debate in a moment. But in order to set the scene properly, Aaron usually requests that the lights are off, but he's kept them on this time. For integrity, out of the bit, do you need the lights on or off,
2: Aaron? You know, I think um, after doing this a couple of times, I've just ascended to an artistic level <laughs> where I don't need such superficial motivations, Josh.
3: Also, <laughs> what? we're on radio, so like it doesn't help. We We can't see that the lights are on or off. We just can't. You can tell them. You can describe it. Right,
2: I could. Theater of the mind. You're very good with words, Josh. So you could Okay,
3: probably. fine. So the lights are off. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way I prefer it. I prefer we do things with the lights off here. Yeah, so I, if you ask me what, what? what we should do. Wow, bro. <laughs> Sorry, Kobe White, your young ears shouldn't hear that. Aaron, what's the first of these poems you're going to deliver? I got two titles for this one.
2: First to come second. Also known as Smoking the Dutch. All right,
3: so that's the first one. <laughs> we need some music to accent this properly. Again, the lights are off. None of us have any clothes on either. What? Desert the music.
2: Call this one Smoking the Dutch. There's a match today. In it, no glory will be had. For the alleged winner, winner, chicken dinner. The U.S. women's team is licking their lips. They don't look tired, no hands on hips. I still think the women kick back and relax, won't have to do much, but roll up the Swedes and smoke past the Dutch.
0: Woo! That was fire. <laughs>
3: excellent work, excellent work. Excellent.
0: Fantastic.
3: We probably should have a snapping sound effect because it's hard should. to snap <laughs> loudly into the microphones. <laughs> wow, well, Aaron's there, good there. at snapping! Snap, 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 oh my gosh! Wow. Do that one more time, like Aaron. Stereo Turn snapping. off all the sounds in the background very quickly. Aaron is a very loud snapper. Is that an abnormally loud <laughs> snapper? He's a very loud. efficient loud snapper. Do that again.
0: Whoa. Oh, my goodness. It's like in stereo. <laughs> Such a loud snapper. It's, like, it's these
3: long E.T. fingers. How
0: like do you do that? You got four thumbs. What's going on in there?
3: It's a really good poem. <laughs> this is the Aaron show today. Yeah, Michael pretty. writes in. Thank you for your burger commentary. <laughs> Brought a tear to my eye. Speaking truth, the power. <laughs> Aaron, again, the lights are off. There's nothing actually but a candle. In this, in this studio. Scented? A little incense, maybe? We have no clothes on, but our shoes. Because that's disgusting. If we don't have our shoes on, what are you doing? Uh. <laughs> What's the next one
2: called? <laughs> I call this one, Please, I Insist.
3: All right, that's it, the music. Please,
2: I insist. <laughs> Go right ahead. No, no, after you no i couldn't please i insist the prospect of winning is causing me fits <laughs> those americans are crazy they're running wild you know don't want my family to see me get flexed on by megan Rapino. <laughs> no
3: it's rapinoe do that rapinoe. line one more time do that line one more time <laughs>
2: I don't want to see my family get flexed on by Megan Rapino.
3: Rapino! It's Rapino!
0: Rapino sounds more thuggish to me though. I like it. Rapino.
3: Rapino.
2: Is that it? <laughs> A dominant force. Okay.
3: Oh, it's not done! Oh, it's the a gold. Goal. Everybody, calm down! Yeah, sorry, sorry. Everybody,
0: sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. We, we didn't realize. Right. Yeah, going on there?
3: Whew. All right, sorry. There's more to go. Let's right. let's finish this properly. Everybody, calm down. A dominant force,
2: searching for the gold in victory. Nobody's gonna beat this women's team,
3: and that's the team.
4: Woo!
0: I like that. Well done. Excellent work.
3: Thank you, Aaron. Now get out of here.
0: <laughs> I think that's your cue count.
3: Kicking me out. Turn the lights back on. And put some clothes on. Please. You can take the candle with you, too. Uh, the Drive's broadcast live in the Law Offices of Timothy D. Wellborn Studios. Learn more about them and the ways they can help you. Timwellborn.com. You'll know when you need us. There is a sad headline, and we brought it to you a short while ago. Jared Lorenzen passed away. Kentucky Sports Radio and host Matt Jones has been in touch with the family over there. And here's a statement from the Lorenzen family, from the Hefty Lefties family. It is with heavy hearts that the family of Jared Lorenzen would like to extend our sincere thanks and appreciation for all your support and prayers over the last six days. We are deeply saddened to announce the passing of Jared today. On July the 3rd, 2019, again, we appreciate... All the warm wishes and prayers, but as a family, we would request your respect and privacy. We will offer arrangement information the next couple, uh, next couple days. Please keep Jared's family, and especially his children, in your thoughts and prayers. End quote. Again, Jared Lorenzen, dead at 38 years old. We're going to be joined by Sarah Sivian, Carolina Hurricanes reporter in just a bit. The big news this week, Sebastian Aho is extended through the next five years which will have him under contract until he's 27 years old when he hits unrestricted free agency uh, at that age, right in his prime. A lot of interesting things said by owner Tom Dundon, but we also really like catching up with Sarah because she is one of the best follows you will find on Twitter. It doesn't really matter if you're a hockey fan. At Sarah Siv. So we did some digging, and there are a ton of just funny tweets that she sent out that we like running past her, and having her explain in-between hockey commentary. So we expect to have a lot of fun with that. But we also, I think the vote is going to come down to her, isn't it? So the audience had its voice heard, and that's a vote on this show. Darren Vaught, myself, Aaron, Dez, Joe Weil, people who have been on the show, Jessica Luther, we all had our votes heard. I think the deciding vote is going to be Sarah Sivian for who wins this debate here. Beach or pool? Where is the better place to spend the 4th of July? I'm pro pool. I'm a pool guy. But I know this is a divisive topic. Some people are in on the beach crowd here. And I get that. I get it. I'm going to the beach right after this. But while both can be great things, I prefer convenience over the large to-do. I acknowledge the beach is probably a better experience, but it takes a lot more to get there. It's more of a to-do in the name of just relaxing. So I prefer the convenience of the pool and the, the smaller amount of crowds. You'll find in the pool versus the beach. And the cleaner water. And the lack of fish. Jellyfish, sharks, or otherwise. The more controlled nature of a pool versus the beach. And also, you don't have to leave when it gets dark. There are lights at pools. Here's another thing. Rank these games. Here's my pool games ranked. The top three pool games. Number one, Marco Polo. First and foremost, Marco Polo is the prohibitive favorite, the prohibitive number one pool game. Number two, chicken. Get someone on your shoulders, and then and then you fight in a shallow wind. And then number three, sharks and minnows. Those are the top three pool games. Aaron is up in arms. Aaron, why are you up in arms? Sharks and
2: Minnows, AKA Gator, AKA Shark in the Water is number one. <laughs> that is a that is a pool game for men. That's my number three. Can you swim? Yes, I swim
3: efficiently. I swim like a dolphin. Amazing. You're like a unicorn. Or a shark or a minnow. A Marco Polo is number one because sharks and minnows, like you need to have a massive pool in order to play that game properly. Meanwhile, it doesn't matter the size of the pool with Marco Polo. It really doesn't.
2: Man, Marco Polo is just, I don't know.
3: It's, it is It is purely the best pool game. So those are the top three. What else am I missing, though?
2: Marco Polo is the McDonald's
3: so Marco Polo, of pool games, <laughs> chicken, and sharks and minnows. Those th- are the three pool games. Chicken's where you have someone on your, on your shoulders. shoulders and, you're yeah, and you, you push them, them and on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I agree with that. The sharks and minnows is what? What other pool game am I missing? Those are the top three. No, those those are three good ones. All right, we're gonna get Sarah Sivian to rank those and be our deciding vote here: pool or beach? Better place to spend Fourth of July. Sarah joins us next on The Drive.
1: This is The Sports Hub at AM 600, AM 920. Serious talk. Talk, talk, talk. And I like it. Now back to The Drive with Josh Graham.
3: I feel obligated to tell you what our workspace looks like here as... The day before 4th July, we're having a, a debate back and forth, a massive argument behind the scenes about what the best pool game is. You're in the pool. Is it Marco Polo? Is it sharks and minnows? Is it chicken? I think it has to be Marco Polo because it doesn't depend on the size of the pool in order to play it. Aaron, meanwhile, thinks that it's sharks and minnows. So let's put that aside for now while we also debate the best place to be on the 4th of July, the beach or the pool. We're now being joined by Carolina Hurricanes reporter with the athletic, Sarah Sivian, who is excellent to read and the only independent reporter, I believe, that travels to all of the games covering the Carolina Hurricanes. So a great follow on Twitter at Sarah Siv, and I strongly suggest you read her stuff if you follow hockey. Follow her on Twitter if you just like entertaining people because every single time we have you on, Sarah, we, we, we talk about your tweets just as much as we talk about hockey, and I hope that's not an issue.
4: No, it's what keeps me coming back as much as the third-high blind does too. Now, other radio stations have started that, but you are the one to pioneer that movement of playing semi-term life every time I come on your station. How are you?
3: We're, we're doing great. It's been a while, Sarah, but what before we get to the hockey, let's start with this tweet you sent out, at Sarah Sivian on Twitter, listening to a piano cover of Gold Digger, and folks, the whites are at it again.
4: <laughs> the whites were at it again. Um, it was that new piano bar in Raleigh, and it was just... I actually ended up loving that band because it seemed like three middle-aged dads living out their best lives. Like, they kept sneaking in Metallica songs and I'm like, okay, you know, someone requested gold singer, So you know what? We're going to put that, we're going to bury that hatchet. It'll be okay.
3: Sebastian Ajo, he's going to be a hurricane for the next five yeah. years. But um, Tom Dundon, he had his teleconference yesterday. He had a flex letting everybody know just how rich he is that $20 million isn't a thing for him. He can sign that check easily. He said, but he also said, you know, we would have wished this would have happened differently, that we extend him on different circumstances other than a team offering a restrictive free agent for the first time in six years. How do you think the Canes could have handled this better, Sarah?
4: Um, sorry, can you repeat the last sentence?
3: How, how do you think the Canes, if they had it their way, could have handled this a little bit better?
4: Oh, yeah, they would have signed him for seven or eight years as long a term as possible because it's, kind of, it's, a, it's a win for Sebastian and it's kind of a loss. For them not like right as he becomes a ufa he's going to get paid again and um that i mean that's great for him and it was good work by the agent but obviously the canes thought they were negotiating and they i feel like they were kind of led astray about how the negotiations were going and that's kind of on them i think but it's equally on the other camp but um they got him. They signed him. They offer sheet. They are matching the offer sheet, and it's going to be fine.
3: On Twitter at Sarah Sivian, even the really hot girls are insanely nice in Canada.
4: Yeah, I was in Vancouver for the draft, and um, everybody was being so nice to me in the bathroom of a bar. Um, they were saying that I it looked really cute, and I'm like, really? Like that's so, you don't have to say that. It was very nice, um, and they were all gorgeous, and I'm just like. I get this is a great place to live, but it's kind of like the Carolinas in that aspect. A lot of nice people going out of their way. Like I don't know, I'm from Boston, so I'm not used to either niceness.
3: Does the Sebastian Aho deal in your mind send any kind of a message to the NHL about the way the Canes do business?
4: Um, like I get. I mean, I think the they were trying to send the Canes a message by such a weak offer sheet it's like what it I guess we're gonna find out in a few months what the end game of that was or if there's like more levels to that because it was such a weak offer sheet it's like of course they're gonna sign that and <laughs> Waddell was joking like now I don't have to worry about doing a contract off summer but it's just like I don't know if it sends a message because if um the last season didn't send a message about their intentions then it's like maybe they're just ever won't never will be a message received, and that's kind of how the Canes like it. Like, they like to be the underdog and kind of proving people wrong.
3: On Twitter, at Sarah Sivian, ain't no laws when you're drinking claws.
4: (laughs) White claws are dangerous. Uh, The Spike Seltzers these days, they found a way to put alcohol and tasty carbonated water into one can, and the... (laughs) the alcohol is flowing. I think um, <laughs> it's taking the world by storm, and there are certainly no laws in the drinking clause. I hope that White Claw sponsors me after this.
3: Do you have any read on what might happen with Justin Williams?
4: Um, well, yesterday Waddell said he was leaning towards playing, but I think if he's playing, he's playing in Carolina, and if he doesn't play, he could accept a job in the hurricane system. Um, I... I don't have insight. I think he's taking his time to make the decision. I don't want to bug him about it because, like, if as you said, I was the only reporter on the road with them, and just seeing how exhausted this probably made him. Like, I could barely write about it. I don't know how he's being playing top-line minutes. So I think there's a few things that need to fall into place for him to be like, fine, yeah, I'm going to play again. But he's the type of player that gives it 125%, and if he knows he doesn't have that in them – he's not going to play and underplay, you know?
3: Yeah. Sarah Sivian, Carolina hurricanes reporter with us from the athletic on Twitter at Sarah Sivian, just sat down and immediately witnessed this guy walking out on his Tinder date when she was in the bathroom. Today is an episode of Seinfeld.
4: (laughs) Well, that was after my flight to Vancouver got canceled like multiple times. So I was just like, all right, I'm going to go to the Raleigh times and, um, Wait for my five thirty AM flight. That seems like a good course of action. And this girl was talking to me about how she was nervous about being on her Tinder date. And then the Tinder date shows up, and she went to the bathroom, and he was just like, "Yeah, I'm out of here." And I was like, "Jesus Christ! Just wait till after the date. Just like enjoy the food and the drinks." It wasn't like she wasn't saying anything crazy, but it was just a turn of events that day.
3: Pulled that's just poor Tinder decorum, if you ask me. Uh, Sarah Sivio sure, is with yeah. us here. Yeah. Uh, we're talking about pools and beaches, the best place to be on uh, on the 4th of July. We have a Twitter poll out there at Sports Hub Triad. A lot of people have chimed in on this throughout today's show. Jessica Luther said she's a pool person. I'm a pool person. Joe Weil was here. He's all about the beach. Our producer, Des, a beach person. Aaron, he's all about the pool and the audience. 62% of them thus far on this poll say beach Sarah Sibian, I believe, is the deciding vote here. Where do you stand, pool or beach?
4: For me, it's all about the people I'm with. Um, If there are cool people at the pool, then sign me up for the pool. If there are cool people at the beach, sign me up for the beach. But I can never turn down a beach trip. I think that is my choice. But if if (laughs) if people aren't willing to go to the beach... I'm not going to go there by myself, but I'm where the party's at, but I like the beach.
3: At Sarah Sivian on Twitter, trying to explain the act of getting ice to a few Finns who genuinely enjoy Smirnoff ice, American culture.
4: (laughs) Um, Okay, so in Vancouver, it was there's this group of Finns that have been coming to Raleigh more often and more often because there's an army of Finnish players that are now on the Hurricanes, and that's no coincidence. Of course, they're going to mass the opposite to Sebastian. Like, God, people can't see this coming together. But I – these reporters are just hysterical. Like, I have learned so much about Finland, but I learned that um, Smirnoff Ice is different in Finland and in Canada, actually. Um, it's it's a different um, consistency. But I don't know. That guy still liked the ones here. But I was trying to explain – you buy someone a enough Ice, and at a random time, you give it to them, and then they have to drink the whole thing. And he just kept saying, "I don't get it. I would love that. Please buy me." A-. It's like buying a drink to him, and I just couldn't understand. Like it was so hard to explain because, like, think about it: if you actually like the drink, someone's just buying you a drink, and you have to chug it. That sounds like a good I- idea. Well,
3: yeah, let's let's go to the control room very quickly, guys. Have you guys been iced before? Are you familiar with the concept, Des and Aaron? <laughs> Say that again now? Have you been iced? Iced. No. Smearing off ice. That's
2: like chug when they hand you a random smearing off ice? That's
3: right. Surprise you with it. You have to chug it down.
2: No.
0: No. Yeah, kind of no.
3: <laughs> well, no. I mean, it's like no. a thing. See, you, they don't give you a degree at East Carolina University unless you've <laughs> been iced. So, like, I'm walking across the stage and they're like, ha! There's, there's the dean. <laughs> gives you an ice. I mean, that's but you how, can, it's how you in the degree. It doesn't
2: sound like a, that difficult of a task to down a off ice. It's not uh, easy. I, I introduced it to hard.
3: some folks in Durham a few weeks ago, and now they're all about it, just icing people left and right. Mm. I hope, wow, uh,
4: is, is it making a comeback? I, I don't know. It was I popular think, when I was at Penn State.
3: Oh, we are. Okay, uh, let's, yeah. get to, uh, <laughs> let's get to one more thing here. Rank these pool games in order. Sharks okay. and minnows, chicken... And uh, Marco Polo. Okay. Number three, Marco Polo. Number two, uh,
4: Chicken. Number one, Sharks and
3: milk. Oh, I'm just getting crushed today. The control room is so proud right now. I have, uh, I have two more of these tweets we'll roll through very quickly before we let Sarah go. She's nice enough to give us her time. On Twitter, at Sarah Sivian, I am... Absolutely stunned at the doctor next to me screaming on the plane that Adderall is, quote, <laughs> cheating and legal cocaine. She is screaming the F word. So maybe she's on illegal cocaine.
4: Wow. I've had like an interesting few weeks on Twitter here. Uh, yeah. I mean, I have. Do you not remember I'm these things, Sarah?
3: I'm t- <laughs> are you just <laughs> oh, now pleasantly being reminded of these things?
4: It's been so long. I like I like going on this radio show because I'm reminded of how ridiculous my tweets are sometimes. But yeah, no, this lady was screaming to the point where everybody in the like little circle of seats was taking note, and we were all giving her weird, really weird looks. So I was like, "All right, I'm going to say something." And I have ADHD, so I was like, "I think this is super." Like, I think I said it nice. I was like, "It's just very disheartening to hear a doctor." talk about the medicine that i use every day as cheating and as legal cocaine and then she started sobbing and she was like i am in a family crisis right now where my mom took adderall um recreationally and she's now like dying in a nursing home or something i don't even remember what she said but i was like okay i'm just gonna I like slowly walked away like the homer gift i was just like this is like not, i don't want to have this conversation anymore
3: speaking of crises last thing for sarah Feeling uncomfortably existential, does anyone want to start a podcast? How do you not have a
4: podcast? I know, right? Um, Well, I don't want to... Well, that sounds really cocky. Um, I don't want to make it just about the canes. Everybody has a podcast where it's like whatever sport they cover, whatever team they cover, it's like an hour a week talking about that sport. It's like I talk enough about this sport, I think. Um, I would like to make it interesting. And my boss and I are kind of working towards Doing a podcast with like that's different than this, so I would stay tuned for that.
3: Well, it sounds like you're a perfect fit for this radio show. Where you know,
4: we'll we'll talk pucks,
3: of course, but we'll also talk pools and beaches and sharks and minnows and also um, legal cocaine.
4: Why well, I keep coming back, <laughs>
3: Sarah. We'll we'll chat sometime soon. Enjoy your summer, okay? You too. Thanks. You got it. That's Sarah Sivian on Twitter at Sarah Sivian. This. I mean, this segment essentially is, it's marketing for Sarah, where, I mean, I can't think of a better example of somebody to encourage you to follow them, these tweets here. Just the delivery of it. A piano cover of Gold Digger.
0: I started following her just off the interview. So, yeah, she's- Whites are at it again.
3: (laughs) I couldn't even get through that sentence without laughing, and I've read these- just Cominger tweets the last three weeks, last month. The United States have their opponent. We know who is in our crosshairs now. We know who we need to take out as a means to win our second consecutive World Cup. Netherlands. Yeah. We're coming for you. We're is coming it? for you. And it's not going to be pretty. You're not going to like it. No, 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 you're not. We're we're coming for you! Oh, <laughs> you're you're not gonna know what you're gonna do! Oh my God!
0: Do you happen to know? I'm trying to find it because I'm gonna make an effort to watch this Sunday. I know you said it's in the. morning. It's on
3: Fox at 11 a.m. Bro!
0: Oh, oh yes, 11 a.m. I, I was afraid it was gonna be like a 6 a.m. Oh, 11 a.m. I'm on it.
3: Did you just say pitch? Did I you? did. You they like that? They didn't don't they don't pitch in soccer on the pitch. That's what they say. Oh, right? on the pitch. Yeah, got pitch. it. I thought That's you said there was a first pitch. The the tip corners. off, oh, man.
0: I, I got a little bit of a little bit of soccer. It's not a tip off. It's kickoff. Here.
3: No, it's, a, it's a kickoff that's what they do in yeah, that sport they off, use their feet
0: Base off pitch it around
3: kick something you 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 want to <laughs> go through more things coin flip toss it uh-huh. xfl scuffle <laughs> scratch, scratch that it race, race
2: for the ball old-fashioned scrum scallywag <laughs> what is a random scallywag
3: <laughs> what are some other ways that you can open a game <laughs> What else is there that we've forgotten? Uh, you can uh, need it.
2: You can uh rock paper scissors?
3: Oh no, no. I mean, we have kickoff. off, we have face off, we have first pitch, tip, tip off. Tip off.
2: Yeah, was it tip off? Uh,
3: we did what what have we not covered? Is there anything? Open hand slap. <laughs> what sport is that? <laughs> Touch gloves? Touch gloves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. That's I actually
2: watched, uh, I rewatched Holly Holm Ronda Rousey last night where she didn't oh, that, touch gloves. Oh, that beat down. And then got her face pushed in <laughs> subsequently. That was fantastic.
3: So Sarah Sivian decided a couple of things that the beach is, in fact, better than the pool, which is encouraging because I'm going to Myrtle Beach right after the show ends. You don't pack to go to the pool. No. But you pack to go to the beach. Right. Yeah, packing stinks. I don't nah, like packing. You don't like going on trips? And Sharks and Minnows, apparently the better pool game than Marco Polo, which I think is blasphemous.
2: No, Sharks and Minnows is for the the, the gladiators of your neighborhood.
3: <laughs> you swimmers. All right. Are we doing Life Hack Friday on a Wednesday?
0: Today is kind of our Friday.
3: Life Hack Wednesday! <laughs>